welcome back to another episode of As the Drum Turns. I'm Laura Smith here with Jeff Hollingshead in the Nashville office. Jeff, how's it going today? It's good. Good, good. All right. So we've got a couple, a few things um, that we're going to cover today uh, in the podcast. We're going to talk about a new acquisition or a recent acquisition. Um, We're going to talk about your visit to Michigan, and we're going to go over a few things from Bob Iger's book, uh, continue uh, digging through that a little bit. Um, So first things first, hold on. What kind of coffee you got drinking in here? What what you got? (laughs) You and your random questions. It's just a coffee, man. Coffee is very important to a lot of people in this company. It's an Americano. (laughs) Yes. yes. Espresso and water. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. Um, All right. So... Tell me a little bit about uh, Transit Mix yeah. and talk, talk to us about um, their team and where they're located, everything like that. Yeah, no, we're excited about having them on board. Um, uh, Dad went and met Ernie, which was the owner of that mm-hmm. company, uh, uh, just a, well, not very long ago, a couple months ago, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and kind of consummate consummated deal there and so it's going to be a good growing market for us that company's been there for many many years since 46 46. yeah uh so uh we're looking to grow in that market big time so we've we've added we got five new trucks that are getting delivered next week we have another five trucks are getting delivered uh in about a month from that so we're you know putting some new equipment in uh looking to, to grow and grow in that area you know it's a part of tennessee so it's kind of our backyard yard and yeah. we can we're gonna figure it out yeah so that's uh the tri-cities johnson city kingsport and bristol yeah. um and i can't ever is it bristol tennessee or bristol virginia it's virginia it's both right? it's because it's, it's on the, the line yeah, right yeah, okay yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> all right well we did i i was able to go along and meet um some of the team every now and then uh you let me out of the uh the area and i get to get out of my <laughs> office and go visit people and uh it's a lot of fun for me because i i talk to a lot of gms throughout the week um and i try to help them out as much as i can they're great people so i, I was it was good to yeah it was fun the, it's always fun the transit we get to yeah Oh, get in a van and fight and argue and figure out where we're going to eat dinner and all that stuff. So it's uh, me and Dad and Ryan and you and Beth and Segula. Yep. I think it was all of us. Teddy. Did Teddy go? Teddy, we met Teddy. Teddy there. and Corey yeah. were there. Teddy and yeah. Corey were there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all good. But uh, So we're excited about that deal, but excited about a lot of deals. We, we have – this is going to be a big year for, for M&A. Uh, just in our industry in general in general mm-hmm. for us you know it's it's all about acquisitions and so we've got a number of acquisitions that are coming up we've got four uh, five yes. six we've got six coming up uh, that will uh, four of them should close the end of April 1st of May okay yep so and uh, with that the four that we're going to close at the end of April 1st of May we're going to be adding about I'm counting and thinking at the same time, yeah. but, which is dangerous. But With, it's going to be about 40, 45 new plants. Um, huh. when we apply those. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's always great. 45 new plants. And so we're excited about that. And then uh, and then we got two other deals that will close. One of those other deals is just a one plant operation. The other deal is probably about 10 plants. So totally, what is that, 56 plants that are coming online in the next Two, three, four, two, about three months. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot to do, a lot to do, a lot to figure out and, and keep getting better, keep working on our processes and uh, making sure we've got the infrastructure in place to, to make it happen. 
are you expanding in any new states or are we staying or can you say uh, are we going to gain the state no state no new states okay that's okay no new states right now it's all it's all bolt on stuff so <laughs> let let the text and email begin because every time I say something I, I get wore out I but, know uh, I know <laughs> uh, but no it's all in states that we're in but really expanding in a lot of states that we're in so uh, again and you never know until deal close you know until deals close so we're don't want to count our chickens before they hatch, but we're optimist, cautiously optimistic that these deals are going to come together, and we're going to keep being able to, to grow the company the way that we have and and meet so many great new people. You know, this last round that we did in November, we I can't I couldn't be more pleased with the the team that we've acquired in this last round uh, in every new region. Things are really coming together well. Got a call this week from from Ryan Young. We we got a, picked up a what ended up being about a hundred and forty, hundred fifty thousand yard job in in Indiana. So I appreciate him. Appreciate Scott, our sales manager there in Indiana, mm-hmm. and all the team that's going to have to go and make that that happen. So big shout out to those guys. So uh, we're seeing that all across. I mean, the market's good. It's going to be a great year. Everybody put their head down, go to work. I think we're going to be. Uh, be really good yeah yeah that's that sounds like a plan yeah, that's <laughs> all right. right growth is good all right so uh tell us a little bit about your site and team visit um in michigan yeah i had a great trip to michigan too and i want to add this too we yeah we so guys are always wondering about trucks and things but uh we bumped our order to 400 trucks so we started the year at 250 260 bumped it up uh to three 350 or 360 or whatever it was now we're up to 400 mixers that are coming in so excited about that too but on the on the michigan michigan was good uh went up there me and mike and uh ryan ryan went up to north michigan and spoke to Derek and those guys and and checked on the quarry up there and and mike and i were in uh detroit uh guys in detroit are doing doing great i mean those guys are professionals they know what they're doing they batch a ton of concrete uh they batched you know they they batch concrete through the winter at at literally negative five degrees doing twelve hundred yard and fifteen uh, fifteen hundred yard uh, floor pours and and so they they make it happen they know what to do and so we're working to fine tune things make sure that we're in a place to to support them the way that we want to and we're really excited about all the trucks we're putting in that market you know we're putting twenty five new trucks up in Detroit and uh, I think that's going to really help solidify our position there. To be uh, to be the number one player in 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 Detroit and and soon to be the number one player in Michigan, you know. So we uh, we feel really good about the the state of Michigan in totality and our ability to keep growing in that growing in that state. Yeah, and have the brand recognition that will soon you know yeah. be present there. So I talked to Dan uh, today um, and I talked to him about your visit. I said, Dan, uh, how oh, did no. how did your uh, I said how did how did uh, the the visit with uh, Jeff go go, and he said, "Well, you know, there's a little rumor that Jeff claims that he's Detroit born and raised. That's, so tell me a little bit about one hundred percent. Tell me a little bit about what's that all about? Yeah, that's Dan the man up up there in Detroit. I told him I could hang in Detroit. I, I feel like I've got that. Uh, I got that yeah. in me, man. Yeah. It's in my blood. So yeah. I got to quit." Uh, 
talking like a southerner so yeah. he's gonna he's, he's gonna help me talk like a yankee that's what he told me so, technically uh, midwesterner right whatever yeah, that's what he knows. i don't know but uh nah we were cutting up dan and tim those guys are great guys and uh <laughs> he's, he's a cut up born and raised born and right. raised detroit he wouldn't let me get i said man just pull over here we're gonna stop and go in this store and he said we ain't stopping here so I, I guess we were in a bad bad part of town i yeah. was i said well let me out i can handle it and uh i, <laughs> I was so joking because i don't think i could i don't think i could handle it you're not ready for it that's right <laughs> all right well um uh, let me jump over here to uh lessons to lead by over here in bob Iger's book the ride of a lifetime he says uh it's about creating an environment in which people refuse to accept mediocrity. It's about pushing back against the urge to say good enough is good enough. Um, and I, and I kind of look at that sentence and I'm like, how many times do we say, Hey, that's good enough. You know, just fighting, fighting that urge to say, Hey, you know, that'll do for now. Um, tell me about how, where you see that in, uh, in, in our team. Well, you know, I, I don't hear people say that too much, but I think it's visually apparent. Yeah. You know, especially with some, frankly, with some operators. You see a truck that is neglected, not clean, not representing our principles. You know, maybe the individual operating the truck is not dressed like we would like them to. You know, the same person doesn't get their pre-trip. Same person doesn't get their tickets filled out properly. You know, they don't get back and uh, from off the job quickly and efficiently. They don't get clocked in and clocked out. So it's all those things. You're saying that I'm going to abide by and I'm going to live by that that saying that you just said, that I'm, yeah. this, is good, this is good enough. I'm yeah. going to get by. And those are the type of folks that we can't build a company around. We need folks that... They get to work on time. They get under the hole. They get loaded. They haul more concrete than anybody, but they've got the cleanest truck, great attitude, fill out their tickets, do the pre-trip, just do what they're supposed to do in the way that they know that they should be doing it. Those are the people that that they don't accept mediocrity. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to accept mediocrity after you've been on a job for 12, 14 hours you know, you've been working hard all day and I get it, you know, and even, even for me when I'm driving a truck and I've been on a night pour all night and I'm starting my day and I'm headed to the office or whatever, it, it takes the extra effort to clean that truck out, you know, to wash it out properly, to get the truck clean back up before I park it. You know, even for me, cause I'm, you know, I'm only borrowing someone's truck, but I don't want to be the guy that left it trashed yeah. after a night pour. So I take the extra hour and I'm tired, you know, yeah. to go out there and with yeah. a brush, clean it up, to get it back right. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, everybody should have that mantra inside mm-hmm. of them. And this is not something that that you, maybe you're not doing it right now. You can change. You don't just because you're not you're you're, you're going by that good enough attitude, that good enough mantra. Maybe, maybe you've been doing that for the last year or two or five years. You can change. You can become one of the better guys at your plant. You can be the best operator there. Same with the plant manager. You can be the best plant manager, the best salesman. This applies. It's applicable to everybody. Yeah. But you've got to change your mentality. When you get out of bed in the morning, you got to have the, the thought process, and I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. Because it is a mindset. It is, 100%. 100%. you got to... You know, you've got to thank yourself happy. And sometimes you've got to get your mind around that, you know, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to make make the best of uh, whatever situation I'm in. 
That's right. You know, David Salyers, uh, he spoke with us um, at our conference two years ago. He had a quote that I love that I thought tied right into this. And he says, we will become like those we surround ourselves with for better or for worse. So if you're trying to get um, in a spirit of excellence uh, and just try to have a a good work ethic, a, a clear mindset, and you're just surrounding yourself with people that have that good enough attitude. I mean, that's I don't I don't really know how you're going to get there. That, that's right. I mean, it makes it hard, you know, and, and I was our pastor, my pastor growing up, he always said this, you know, monkey see, monkey do. And he was talking about when you raise your kids, you know, leading by example to your children, you know, like, you know, I've got two daughters and a son and yeah. I want to lead them by example. And and I was raised the same way. If you get around folks that are negative, you're going to be negative. If you get around people that complain, you're going to complain, you know, and it's really important for all of us to stay away from negativity, stay away from pessimism, uh, stay away from pessimistic people. <laughs> pessimistic yeah, people. Thank you. Yeah. Stay away. Stay away from that because it's not going to, you know, it's not going to benefit you in the long run. Right. You know, get around people that are positive. Get around people that do a good job. Yeah. You know, if you're a new operator, go learn from that guy that's been here for 15 years, 20 years. You know, and and learn to get better. And I think if we apply that to not just our job, but to our home life, to every aspect of our life. This this idea of being excellent, not saying it's good enough, going the extra mile, doing all we possibly can each and every day to do a great job. How can you go wrong doing that? I, I don't think you can. You can't. No, and, and I think that there's another little point here that I love because it helps us balance out um, with uh, mediocrity and um, excellence. So it goes on to say, excellence and fairness don't have to be mutually exclusive. Strive for perfection, but always be aware of the pitfalls of caring only about the product and never the people. Well, that's so true too. I mean, we need to be excellent in every, every part of our business. So product is a part of the business, obviously. We have to have excellent product. We have to have excellent service, but that's why we have five principles. So we got we yeah. got excellent quality. We got excellent service. We're going to be also excellent at being kind, not only to our customer but to our team members. Yeah, you know, and that's what that's talking about. These five things, and in in, as it relates to our business, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. We don't need to be really good at one thing. We need to be really good at five things. And if we're really good at five things. Then we've got a culture that's second to none. That's what we're building. We're building a culture. This is not a ready mix company. It doesn't matter that it's a ready mix. We're building a culture of, of people that have each other each other's back, that care for one another, that get gets up and works harder than anybody. And and so if we do that every day, then I think you know these things coming together, and we're going to have a spirit of excellence in everything that we do. Whether you're in concrete, or whether you're in aggregates, or whether you're in product sales, or you pumping, what tanker operator, whatever you do at the company, uh, if we do it together and we do it in the spirit of excellence, no one can beat us. That's right. All right. Well, anything else you want to cover? No, I think that's it. No, I think we covered a lot. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much uh, for joining us, and we will catch everybody next week. Thanks, guys.